What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On the Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. Hey, we're we're about to go uh, and get. I'm about to go and get you some more uh, guys on film and tell them. Uh, so we can get the opening because we've been using Johnny Mundo for quite some time now. So I'm gonna hook uh, you up. But anyways, <laughs> for the people listening to us, you're here. You're at on the mat radio. Uh, been off for a, for a little while, but we're back on the air with my man Cody Rhodes. Real quick, let me just get this in. Don't forget, you can go to onthemat.com, get all the latest information and everything uh, on that website. As you all know, Rafael Lovato Jr. He's getting ready for the big title fight that's coming up against Gegard Mousasi at Bellator. So you got some of his techniques and stuff up there, so you, you definitely want to check that out, uh, as well as MyLuckyGee.com. I don't know, Cody Rose, did you see that they put a couple of specials on there? Like, if they only have one or two geese left, they've been putting up on there um, at a discounted price. Did you check that out? Uh, no, but let me take a look and it, find well, out what's it, going on. I think what they've been doing is they've been going through them, and if there's like one or two geese that are left over or, you know, that, uh, that, that they still have one size of or whatever, they've been putting them up there and selling them at a pretty good rate. So I su- I highly suggest that you go to myluckygee.com and check that out. Make sure that that um uh you check the specials out there because you can get a good deal oh, yeah. on, on these geese. Well, yeah, so there's, there's a couple, limited you know, edition uh Diaz Brothers one and white is like half the price. That's yeah, great. See, that's a that's a bargain and a half right there. So you definitely want to check good that out. Deal. Yeah, but anyways, back and live with us now, the man himself, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, being out in Arizona, been out there for uh, a couple of weeks now. Uh, uh-huh. First of all, how is it's got to be a thousand degrees out there? And have you uh, sure. steadily been acclimated to your surroundings now? Slowly getting acclimated, yeah, for sure. There's definitely places I don't know or where I'm going. So, <laughs> if you um, get lost out there, you're in the desert. You're gonna be just yeah. in roads and and radiator overheating and stuff like that. So, well, you exactly. you have a, a a 76 Ford Pinto, right? You got some radiator exactly. fluid for that bad boy. Yeah, yeah I picked them up today. We're gonna, gonna, we're, gonna have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to make sure that you stock up. But, anyways, before we went on there, we were talking about that because the lab uh, uh, is out there in Arizona. I don't know how far that is from you. So uh, maybe we can make our way out there sometime to check it out because we're talking about Henry Corrales um, fighting the military. He trains out there, uh, Ben Henderson, all those guys. So we definitely might go down there and go check it out. Now, real quick before we continue on, i uh, got to give you the lineup. Uh, Juan the Spaniard Archuleta is on fire. That We knew who he was for a while because, you know, seeing him fight at King of the Cage and, you know, I, I don't want to say he flew under the radar because people knew, but, uh-huh. I mean, Dude, they put him up against Eduardo Dantes, who's no joke. I mean, they're, they're really stepping up the game. And uh, he knocked him out in the second round. Knocked him out with four minutes and 59 seconds left. Oh, so literally a, at the last minute, he got that bunch yeah. of so, – So he's going to come on. We're going to talk to him, talk about some of the stuff that – uh, leading up to the fight, some of the stuff afterwards, what's next for him. Of course, everybody's like, immediate title shot, he needs a title shot. But I don't know exactly how that works, so we'll get it straight from him. So we're going to talk to him about that at, at the bottom of the hour. And then we're going to talk to Peter Lestos. Peter Lestos, if I'm not mistaken, is a, is a good friend of Scotty Nelson's. I know a whole bunch of them went up to to uh, Rio uh, mm-hmm. in Brazil and started training and stuff like that. I know Scotty was up there. I know uh, Kenny Florian, uh, all those guys. Uh, and it's funny because they're saying, like, we planned on going out there for, like, three, four weeks to go train, turned into four years. Or So, I mean, it, you talk about – that's, like, what's what's the epitome of uh, of something like – like going somewhere to go train something and then you end up staying in where it all began. You know, so I don't know yeah. what you could compare that to, but that's what they did. So we're going to talk to him about that because he's got um, his own gym in Chicago, and Jeff Glover, who's a sponsored OTM jiu-jitsu guy, is going to be doing a seminar out there, so you might want to check that out. Now, Cody Rhodes, have you seen Jeff Glover in action? You checked out any of his um, videos on YouTube? Uh, yeah, a few. What is the epitome of unorthodox? Uh, Him. <laughs> because you you see the way he 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 does things like he'll literally put his back to you, and and you know, kind of move from there. It, 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 I think he calls it the spider 
monkey guard or something. Um, I know he he uses the the, the half guard. He, he's done a lot of, of uh, instructionals and, and things in magazines about the deep half guard, which uh-huh. I've actually implemented before, and it does get you to the promised land. I mean, it's kind of you know you kind of shrimp and turtle up, and it's kind of hard for them to grab a limb or whatever. So you know. The, the Jeff Glover seminar is legit. You definitely want to go down and check that out. So we're going to talk to Peter about that. We're going to talk to him about uh, jujitsu itself. Um, I don't know if you uh, are you are you familiar with Joe Rogan, Cody Rhodes, the guy who does the uh, yeah. yeah commentary. Yeah. Well, he has a podcast that I that I listen to every once yes. in a while, depending on who the who the guest is. Uh-huh. And he's he's talking about how the guys that are in these jujitsu tournaments are so juiced up. You know, on the steroids or whatever. And if you see the pictures that he has in the background, I mean, them dudes are just. You, you look at somebody like Andres Galvao, that dude, he looks like he's on steroids. He looks like he's juiced up, but but uh-huh. I, I can't. I don't think he is. I mean, to me, and I'll get your opinion on this, Cody Rhodes, and we'll talk to Peter about this, who's coming up in the 7:45 hour. Uh, uh, hold on one second, Cody Rhodes. I got people talking back here. I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cody Rhodes. But anyways, uh, do I need to come over there? Wait, uh, pretty soon, bro. People or what? Yeah, I mean, we, it's been quiet for two hours at this place while I'm getting my stuff together, and then we go on the air, and, and everything just goes, it just goes haywire out here. But anyways, um, I'm sorry. Uh, to me, it, when you're that muscular, well, then you look at somebody like Jeff Munson. He, you know, he he plays it smart. He'll he'll get you back. He'll put you in the in the, you know, he'll shoot the half, get you down. And it works for him, but to me, those guys, if they're too muscular, I don't know if it if if it's more of a detriment to their game yeah. than it is. You it know just, what I mean? Because they're so bold. Yeah. If you're if your body mass is really heavy on the the muscle mass, it kind of limits you too. I mean, you just don't have that. Some some people just don't have that agility and that ability to flex. You might have like really strong, really strong muscles, but you can't use them if you're, you're not able to get a hold of anybody or get them in the right position. Yeah. Hold on a second, Cody Rhodes. Hey, we're on the air, but I'm showing you that's Jay Chung. They're training at Santino brothers and Jay Chung. I tried to book her twice and she left me high and dry twice. Sorry about that. They're, yeah, they're they're showing Santino Brothers on the Vice Channel because the specials on women's wrestling or whatever. Uh. So they're showing they're showing a wrestler by the name of Jay Chung, who I booked a couple of times <laughs> and left me high and dry both times. But anyways, that's that's neither here nor there. So we'll we'll get his opinion on it uh, for sure about you know if they are and like we talk a lot on this show, Cody. Even uh. since you've been on here, how. When I first went out to Grappler's Quest out there in, in uh, Vegas at, at uh, Durango High School, I saw Hermes Franca smoking a cigarette. It just, I can't get that yeah, picture out of my mind because he, he's, yeah, he's sitting there. It, yeah, in the gi with all his sponsor patches and in his gym and all that stuff, and he's smoking a cigarette with his black belt. And it's like, I never forgot that. And now it seems like it's, you know, it's taking a turn to where people can actually make money and stuff like that. So I think, I think it's, sure. it's pretty cool. It, it's, it's going to be good to get his, um, to get his take on that. So anyways, um, real quick before we continue on, don't forget you hear it on the Matt radio. It's your host Bobby Chulo. Got Cody Rhodes back in the driver's seat again, bringing us in and out, uh, getting acclimated to himself in Arizona. So, uh, got, uh, Juan the Spaniard, Archuleta coming up at the bottom of the hour, and of course, Peter Lestos, who we're just talking about. Now, before we went on the air, Cody Rhodes, I was talking about Aaron Pico, uh, who we've, uh, he fought Henry Corrales, and, and we talked to Henry, talked about, you know, when he knocked him out and stuff like that. Now, we'll get Cody Rhodes' take on this real quick. They, uh, to me, it seems like they threw him into the deep end. I mean, when you even if you have a prospect that's really, really good, you know, good, good fighter or whatever. And this kid was a wrestler, state champion. You know, came from one of the highest, uh-huh. highly touted uh, high schools in St. John Bosco. Mike Beltran, who's one of the leading referees in in the Southern California, his son goes there, did really well. Um, I mean, that's where you want to go if you're a wrestler. That's one of the schools that you definitely want to go to yeah. and, and and train. You know, it's funny because he got knocked out by Henry. 
And then I was yeah. over at Metroflex Gym, and I was talking to to Eddie, the owner, and I see um, Antonio McKee. So, hey, what's up? You know, we were talking and stuff like that. And I said, hey, you know, well, you know what's up with Aaron and all that? And he goes, you know what? He left. He's not training with us anymore. And I'm like, well, what happened? He goes, I, I, and this is, you know, I, I hate to talk for somebody or whatever, but this is just what he told me. I don't, you know, if he wants it. I, I'm, I, honestly, knowing Antonio, I think he doesn't care. But he's like, you know, I don't know if he thought we were the problem or whatever, but he gets knocked out, and then he just left. He goes, I don't, I don't know if he went to uh, – I think he went to Arizona or what I can't remember what camp he went to or whatever and he said he just he just you know uh, left and I said oh well, well what do you think he goes well to, and to me and we talked about this too especially being a wrestler you know like that you know why don't you just close the distance you know and and get him down that's where your strength are or whatever but he, he wanted to stand up and and trade blows or whatever so uh, and this uh, was in Bellator if I in I Bellator rest? yeah this was his he fought <clears throat> on the last second one. Card. Yeah. yeah, he after after he got knocked out by Henry Corrales, and he fought a dude named um, Adam Borix, and, and uh, he he got knocked out by him. I did I can't I can't say too much on it because I didn't see the fight. Uh, I I saw the names, but I didn't see the prelims or whatever. And, and what and, I'm thinking know, is that this kid is trying to prove himself in the MMA world by doing this stand up fighting when instead of instead of going to his strengths like he should be going to he's going to he's going out of his out of his comfort zone and trying to show everybody that he can knock somebody out by standing them up and not making them tap which is unfortunately <clears throat> stupid in his point when he's so fresh and he already had one knockout um that he suffered so Right. That's what I'm thinking his his mentality is. He, it might be his camp, but if he's gone to two different camps already and he's both, both of the times he's been knocked out, there's something going on. He's not doing something or he's not listening to them. Or or <clears throat> the to me also might be the mentality is that <clears throat> you uh, you think that it's going to be a boring fight. You know, nobody mm-hmm. likes to see somebody get held down and not be able to do anything and whatever so that the promoter even if you win is not going to um, rebook you or, or keep you yeah. let you write exactly. out your contract that's kind of where I was going with that too yeah uh-huh. I think a lot of a lot of fighters uh, have they that in their head and, they, and yeah and they try to be a little bit more exciting so <clears throat> the thing is um, by the way, I talked to Scotty Nelson not too long ago. He was coming from Thailand, and he had like a 40-hour layover <laughs> or whatever. So I actually got to talk to him a little bit, and we talked about that, and, and, and that's what I told him. I said, you know, Rafael uh, has a big fight coming up with Gegar Musasi. I hope he doesn't try to stand with him or whatever. I hope he closes the distance and, and gets him to the ground because that's where his strengths are. And, and Scotty said – so do I. He goes, if he could close that distance, get him to the ground, that's where his strength to, strengths are. But it's a different story when you're in the cage. You know, you're, you're, all fights start on the feet. So, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you can't really, you know, devise a game plan. Because if, if this doesn't happen, then what do I do here? He goes, and nobody wants to go to a plan B. He goes, so you have to be ready for whatever. And I said, ah, you know, that's a good point. Uh, but to me, it just seems like a special – because Aaron had no – Amateur experience, no, like, you know, king of the cage or tough enough or anything like that. He was just thrown right into the deep end, right? Right to the, you know, Bellator, which people have been trying to get to for years or whatever. So I think they just brought him along way too fast. I mean, there's, there's no substitute for experience, right, Cody Rhodes? Yeah, that's very true. We'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens to him after yeah. this one. Yeah, well, I, I you know, even though if he, he even comes he, back. Uh, yeah, I mean, even though he he jumped camp and left or whatever, I you know I wish him the best. I, you know he's he's a good kid. He he trains hard and all that. I just think he was a little uh, misguided, if, if that's a, if that's a, a good word to use or whatever. I would just like to see him take his time. You know, pay a little bit of dues, and then I think he does have a lot of talent. So you know we'll, we'll see what happens with that. It, it remains to be seen. I don't know how many fights he has left on his Bellator contract or whatever, uh-huh. but he is on six. 60 day suspension for from being knocked out again. So, uh, well, of I course, yeah. Taking, yeah, man, it might start taking its toll on him. So, we'll see what happens. But, anyways, Cody Rose, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. 
I want to talk a little bit about Sarah McMahon, and then we'll see if we can get uh, Juan the Spaniard Archuleta on the line, and we'll go from there. So let's take a quick break, reset, and we'll come right back. Sending Juan the Spaniard a, a, a quick message here. Uh, for the people listeners, you're here. You're at On the Mat Radio. Oh, you know what? He's going to be ready. So ho- hold on a second. Let me just text him back. Nothing like live radio, huh, Cody Rhodes? Ah, uh, yeah. Did, hey, can you hear me? Because my mic is on the thing. We got to get you a new mic set up, man. Well, you, you, made, you made me one with the hangers and somebody stole it, remember? Um, I, I, I lost know. it. One or the other. One of the two. Something happened to it, but we gotta get you a new setup. Okay, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be ready in five minutes. So, uh, real quick, we had Sarah McMahon on. She you know she was doing well. She she um, uh, did a grappling tournament out there in Japan uh, with a three month old and stuff like that, which was amazing um, amongst itself. But uh, she she was scheduled to come back to the UFC. She was gonna fight Nico Montagna, who was the uh, the I don't know what it was a flyweight champ or whatever, uh-huh. but she had she had to move up and wait because she she wasn't making weight. So I thought that's yeah. gonna be that's a perfect fight for both of them, you know for Sarah and for she. So Sarah gets injured, she had to pull out of the fight, which just sucks, man. She seemed in good spirit. She's like, you know what, it's part of the game. That's what happens. You know we're gonna we're just gonna stay positive. We're gonna move on, whatever. So. It sucks, but then at the same time, it gives her a little bit more time to to get herself prepared. Because I don't know about you, Cody Rhodes, because I don't know, I'm I'm not a woman, but after having a child, it seems like it takes quite a bit for you to get back <laughs> to fighting after that. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's not easy to jump back on the the bandwagon, even if you are in shape. Yeah, well, I don't even, uh, you know, to take a three month old or however her child was all the way to Japan, which is what. 12 hours or 14 hours on the on the plane. Been a good kid. <laughs> if, I would not want to that point. Yeah, if you can handle that, you can handle anything. I mean, it's just that that's yeah. just crazy, but anyways, we wish you the best of luck with that. So, let's go ahead and give uh Juan the Spaniard Archuleta a call. Let's get him on the line and we'll start talking to Belcher. I'm going to flip my pages real quick while you call him. Right. Hello? Hey Juan, it's Fabiano. You're live on On the Met Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Yes, sir. Ah, it's beautiful. For the people listening to us, you're here. You're at On the Met Radio with your host Fabi Chulo. Got my man back behind the wheel, Cody Rhodes, bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now, uh, somebody who's on fire right now. It's not like we didn't know. I mean, we knew who Juan the Spaniard Archuleta was, but now definitely not flying under the radar anymore. Uh, Juan, how are you, my friend? How How is everything now that you're back home and, and getting acclimated to coming from New York and everything? How is everything right now? Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, just getting back from New York, like you said, I flew in and uh, everything's going good. You know, just here in and out, actually getting uh, getting some food uh, for home. Nice. So. Now, when you, when you come back, you know, after you fought and everything like that and you come back home, I mean, do you do you splurge a little bit and have some tacos de carnitas or whatever, or do you just still kind of stay a little bit, a little bit in sync? How is that? Yeah, absolutely, man. You have to. Right now, I'm getting. You, know, a, a you gotta have a cheat meal. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm about to splurge right now. So get a little, uh, you know, strawberry milkshake and. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow when I go home, tell my mom to make me some tacos, some yeah, the noodles, everything. That's what I'm talking about, man. That sounds good right about new now, too. Anyways, I want to talk a little bit, of course, about the fight and everything like that. But, you know, it, it's – let me tell you something. We we talk a lot about Madison Square Garden. That's what people want to fight, and that's that's like the epitome of, of um, <clears throat> fighting in a place. 
But man, I mean, <clears throat> once they booked it and everybody was out there, even the referee like Mike Beltron and stuff like that, they're like, dude, we went out there, we rode the subway, we went and got food. We, I mean, there's so much stuff. Um, was it a little bit of a distraction or just so focused? It's like, man, I don't have time to worry about that stuff. I know I'm in the in Madison Square Garden, you know, or whatever, but but I gotta stay focused or whatever. Tell us, first of all, tell tell us what it's like to fight in Madison Square Garden and everything leading up to the big fight. Yeah, so before I, I was actually lucky lucky enough to go through with a couple of teammates through um, Madison Square Garden already with Aaron Pico when he lost his first fight, uh, with T.J. Dillashaw when he actually fought for his world title against Cody Garbrandt and knocked him out, and then when he lost to Henry Cejudo. So, like, I've been there before, you know. I, I already I already experienced everything. I already, uh, The limelight, the, the highs, the lows, the, the buildings, the subways, the bombs. You know, the yeah. smell, the gutters, the rats, everything, you know. <laughs> everything was already everything was already boiled into my skin, you know. So going there for me was just like it was already clockwork for me, you know. I, I, I seen what happened when someone gets knocked out. I seen what happens when you get knocked out. It was just like so I I experienced it before, you know. So I, yeah. I already had that plane in my head and I already had it in my mind that um you know, that everything was already Everything already happened, you know, and then it was my turn. So when I got the knockout, I mean, that was that was when it was that that's when it was reality. You know, that's when reality sunk in, and I was like, holy shit! You know, I got I got this knockout. Everything went perfect. Like, I, it still feels like a dream. You know, when I look back on it, like I'm back home, and it feels like I'm ready get, getting ready to go work out for the fight. Yeah, and and it's not like it's not well deserved. I mean, nobody puts in more time than one, you know, always training, always staying in shape. And then this this is what I see because, you know, when I'm looking when I'm looking for, um, you know, like I go through your Facebook page and see what people are saying and stuff like that. But then I see a picture, you know, and it's you and it's TJ and it's Joe Daddy. And, and, and I think, man, well, you know that saying, uh, iron sharpens iron? When you're training with people like that who not only are, are badass fighters but have the experience and stuff like that, it just – it just seems like that brings you to that level, you know, that 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 gets you. You you, you kind of find that uh, in, in your in your training and everything leading up to, because you got such a good team. Yeah, man, it was like uh, training with world champions, and now I'm ready for my world championship fight. Uh, every, every everyone I've been around is has been, um, you know, training me to get to the position I'm in now, beating a two-time world champ, and now it's my turn. Now it's my turn for these champions to fight me. There's no more running. There's no more hiding. I'm here yeah. now. I'm ready for my world title fight. Yeah, it's, 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 well, it's not funny, but it, I, I heard a lot of that before, leading up to the fight. Oh, well, now he's going to fight Eduardo Dantes. This is the test. Now he's really going to be, and I'm like, dude, it's not like he's been, you know, all the fights that he's had have been, you know, a tough, hard fights that he's came through. So now Eduardo Dantes, to me, yeah, good fighter and everything, but it's not like Juan all of a sudden, you know, doesn't know what he's doing. So real quick before we get into that, um, I, I got to tell you, man, I was watching it, it uh, and I tell Cody Rose this all the time. It, it's so different when it's somebody that, that you know, you know, because I mean, the, the I had TMJ, you know, where you mash your teeth because I'm so, uh, you know, oh, Juan's up next and, and he's going to do this. And so, you know, watching the fight, the first round, you know, kind of going back and forth and I could see you're getting um, – What's the word I'm looking for? Not acclimated, but kind of feeling them out and seeing where you're at. And then in the second round, it just seems like you went to another level, man, and you were just coming out blazing. To, to you know, put it in perspective, the footwork and everything, I could see you were switching, you know, back and forth, and then you kind of see him coming, duck down, boom, you hit him with that right hand. But it looked like he, he even caught you a little bit maybe on the forehead right before you threw the punch. Did you feel any of that or just the just the adrenaline from when you cracked him with that right hand, you didn't even feel it? Yeah, I didn't even feel any. I didn't feel it. You know, it was just clockwork. It's just like sparring. You know, you, you're, you're so immune to the punches and what's going on in the, in the wildness, you know. And, uh, you know, like everyone said, oh, it was a lucky punch. You punched him with the head down. Well, what the hell do you want me to do? Get punched in the chin? <laughs> you know, you, you never heard of rolling, rolling under punches or, you know, <laughs> slipping and rolling? Like, you obviously don't know what you're talking about, dude. So, yeah, good job. But next time I'll punch with my chin straight up in the air and, and make sure that I swing from the hips. And, yeah, you know, it's just like, come on, man. Like, 
learn learn what what movement is about and all this stuff, you know. And then, you know, all the naysayers, like you were saying, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you're saying I don't fight anyone, but that's the only people that will fight me, you know. You, yeah. you got all these guys saying that, oh, I'm a champ, da da da, I'm undefeated, I'm this and that. Well, sign the dotted line, you know, sign, sign it and fight me. But now that I'm now that I I, I made my milestone fight that I that knocked out Eduardo Dantes. You know, who guy who had his back against the wall, which is the only reason why he fought me. You know, he yeah. he wasn't gonna bite, fight me before. He had to fight me to to get relevant and to put himself back in the picture. That was his yeah. only reason for fighting me. If it was a different time and he was on a two three fight win streak, guess what? I, I guarantee he wouldn't have fought me. But just like yeah. most of these guys, you know, they're gonna say like, oh, now he has to fight someone tough. Well, no, now this guy is forced to fight someone tough. You know, like now I'm I'm. Now people are going to try to take what I have, which I love, because now they have to fight me without turning down the fight. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. So, right, dude, to to win with with four minutes and fifty nine seconds in that round, well, I was like, man, that you talk about cutting it close. That was close, but that's the way it happens, you know, because he, he was coming at you. I see you 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 had your left hand up to because you saw that kick coming, and then he threw the right hand, and it's like you said, you ducked down, boom, caught him right with the right hand, and when you hit him, I said, oh, he is out, just because I could see his knee went under him, and you, it just, bam, I said, oh, man, he's probably got, you know, torn cartilage in the knee or whatever, because he was just completely out, so after the fight, just, you know, because you, you, minimal damage, hardly any damage at all, you didn't even take too much punishment whatsoever, do, do you, uh, or do you or Tiki or whatever go up to Scott Coke and go, hey, look, man, you know, we're good, I, I feel good, let me know what's up, or does he approach you, or how does that work? No, now it's uh, seeing which champion signs first, or which one denies first, and, and as a matter of fact, like, either Horiguchi <laughs> denies a fight, and I fight uh, Pitbull, or Pitbull denies a fight, and I fight Horiguchi, so... It's it's that you know, and that and that's all that's all there is. There's there's no take this fight, take this fight. It's yeah. either Horiguchi backs out, and I don't fight Horiguchi, um, which will be a mistake on his end because who else is he gonna fight? You know that makes sense in 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 Japan or in the U.S. There's no one else. There's no one else yeah. but me. Same thing with Pitbull. Who else are you gonna fight? That's on an 18 fight win streak. I mean, there's a little more of a option for him because you got some good guys. But at the end of the day, look what I just did to a two-time champ. You're telling me yeah. that doesn't excite you to put, put 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 your belt on the line? Like, come on, man. If if you're a true MMA, um, if you're a true MMA fighter, if you're a true warrior, you're gonna go with whoever's the best, you know. And that's what I'm yeah. doing. I'm going after whoever's the best. And right now, yeah, Horiguchi's uh, the best. I feel like he has a better legacy than. Pitbull, and that's why I want him, and that's why we're gonna fight him, and he has no yeah. choice but to fight him. Yeah, and, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if he ducks you, and it's like, hey man, you're the champ. You should be fighting, you know, the 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 right contender or whatever. So that dude, that is gonna be the fight. I mean, that's gonna gonna pack that place, man. That I think that's what everybody wants to see. Well, with Pitbull too, I think people will pay actual money and say, hey man, that's a one fight that I want to see. Real quick for the people listening to us, you're here. You're at On the Mat Radio with Bobby Chulo. Got my man Cody Rhodes bringing us out. And on the line with us right now, Juan the Spaniard Archuleta, uh, just coming off the big knockout win at Bellator 222 in Madison Square Garden. Um, I, well, first of all, before I move on, I, I got to tell you, man, it kind of sucks. I, I'm so happy for Juan that, that he's you know, is where he is and he's moving up or whatever. But it kind of sucks because when he was fighting for King of the Cage uh, and, and I was there, I, I, I just used to have – I just used to have so much fun. It, like it was like a, a local, uh, homegrown talent watching him and everything. It was so funny when he was at the Citizens Bank Arena, the last fight of the King of the Cage. Uh, I mean, it was just a very uh, kickback, laid-back atmosphere and everything. So I kind of missed that, but of course everybody yeah. was on. Now, with that being said, I gotta tell you, man, uh, um, I didn't get to see the whole thing when you were on Regis and, and I mean uh, Kelly and uh, the Ryan show that morning. Right. So I I watched a little bit of it. I thought that was pretty cool, but let me. Tell Tell you something. I thought Sa'ad Awad had the most beautiful family I've ever seen. But when I saw the picture, what the, dude? That is the epitome of, of a family. You got the kids. You got the like. I like. I say to Cody Rhodes all the time. I, I like. I want to go to their house and have a barbecue and, and watch him throw the football with the kids or whatever. Because that is like, yeah. the most beautiful family I've ever seen. Do you get that a lot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? They're just they're they. 
they ran New York pretty much the whole time they were there. You know? <laughs> Instead of watching out for people, they had to watch out for them, you know, because they're on one-track-minded thing. My dad's going to win his fight. He's going to win by knockout, and we're going to have fun in New York. And uh, yeah. that, that's exactly what they did. So yeah. it was good. I thought that was pretty awesome. I thought that was pretty cool, you know, that they that they brought you on the show and stuff like that. Get get your name out there. Get you like they see a different side of of you know yeah. the Spaniards and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, I gotta tell you, yeah. man. I mean, I just think I just think it is you know awesome, but it's not well like it's not well deserved because you've been putting in the time, you've been paying your dues, and and really working hard. And it's you know what you put into it is what you're gonna get out of it. So I think you know Absolutely. well deserved. Yeah, man. I mean, I I gotta tell you, man. I. I I've known who one is, but seeing him move, it's like, man, that guy's really, really, and they go, oh, yeah, well, you, you know, of course, now they knock somebody out, you're going to say that, but, yeah, you know, he's been putting in the time, man, and, and it's, it's yeah. well worth it, so let me do a quick service message real quick for you, uh, Juan, because uh, um, Cody and I are good friends with Scott Coker, all right? Hey, Scott, okay. give him the title shot, man. Let him Horaguchi or whoever the guy deserves it. Let's get it done. All right, man, there it is. You're going to, you don't have to worry about it, but anyways, Juan, we wish you the best of Hey, man, take some time. Enjoy it. Have those tacos de carnitas or, or burritos de cuero de chivo or whatever. Make sure you well-deserved because I know you're going to be back in the gym real soon. Do do me a favor, man. Just make sure you post when all that comes about so we can promote it here on this show because when that title shot comes about, I want that place to be packed, man. I mean, Madison Square Garden, Japan, whatever, I want that place to be packed, man, so that you guys can get what you deserve. All right, my friend? Right on. Thank you. All right, anybody you want to thank or any sponsors or anything like that before you let you get out of here? Yeah, man, I want to thank all you guys. I want to thank you guys for having me back on the show. I want to thank Bellator, Scott Coker, Rich Chow, Kogan, just all the guys at Bellator, all their people that made it happen, their social media team. Uh, you know, I want to thank my wife, my kids, and Kelly and Ryan and Mark Consuelos for having me on the show. You know, I want to thank all my sponsors, Monster, Snyder Services, CBDMD, um, Legacy Builders, Elite Sports USA, and Quality Environmental. Thank all you guys for making it happen and getting my family out to New York. And uh, thank you guys again. Thanks to your audience for tuning in. Yeah, man, that's awesome. All right, my friend. Well, good luck to you. Make sure you post all that stuff up so we can promote it. And, man, we appreciate everything that you do, my man. Hard work, really starting to reap the benefits, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, my friend? I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, you got it. Juan the Spaniard, Archer Letter, everybody. Make sure you, you follow him on all social media. Look for him for that big title shot. Cody Rhodes, take us to a break. We'll be right back after this. Juan the Spaniard, Archer Letter, everybody. Thank you, guys. I'm here, Cody Rhodes. Thanks, sorry. Here. sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I go, Cody Rhodes, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. And he goes, thank you for using Blog Talk. Goodbye. That's all. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I'm Cody, the, the show's not over. The show's not over. So, um, you know what? I got to tell you something, man. I forgot to put Peter Lestos in my, in my phone. So uh-huh. um, I got to put him in real quick so that we can uh, – I can shoot him a text, see if maybe he can come on a little bit early. So let me just do that real quick. Uh, Hey, man, I'm telling you, uh, did did you get it? Again, Cody Rhodes, I want to talk a little bit about this before I I get going here. Um, Did did you get to see any of the fight at all, Cody Rhodes? Uh, No, I did not get to see it. I've been busting my ass out here, man. Doing something stupid like working? Yeah, working. (laughs) Trying to pay a mortgage. Well, let me tell you. I had to, um, I had to go to a friend's house and watch it just because I wanted to see that, just just that fight. Well, I did want to watch Rory McDonald and Neiman Gracie, but I ended up leaving before that because, like you, you know, we got so much going on. I was like, I'm yeah. out of here. But anyways, um, dude, again, you know this bullshit with the with the apps. You know, you had to get a Danzig <laughs> app or whatever, and I'm like, what? well, well, the person's house that I went to actually had a thing where you could hook it into the TV and you can actually watch it 
on on the big screen or whatever. But I'm like, well, what? The? Well, first of all, first of all, since we haven't been on the air for a while, I came. I went and wrestled on on the, the two Saturdays ago yeah. for uh, yeah. that show we did out there in Inglewood for the kids, which I had a yeah. blast. By the way, everything went really yeah, well. So like, uh, we we got out of there early. And I came home and I said, "Shit, I'm gonna get the paper. I want to see Henry Cejudo or whatever." So I'm flipping through my Directv. I'm looking for it. I don't see it. I'm like, "What the fruit?" So I call, um, I call the uh, Directv customer service. First of all, they charged me, I can't remember how much, five bucks or whatever for using the uh, <laughs> the customer service thing. And I'm like, "Hey, I'm trying to get the uh, the UFC pay per view." I said, "Oh no, we don't we don't have that." I'm like, "You don't have it." What is it? No, that's that's only on the app. Uh, they they don't have a paper. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. That is ridiculous. So, first of all, I missed that because I don't have the stupid app, which I refuse to buy. It's ridiculous. So I missed the Henry Cejudo fight and everything. So then I wanted to watch Juan Archuleta, and it's on the Danzig app or whatever. It is. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. And not because yes, I am a cheap mf'er, but dude, it used to. You know, when it was Fox Sports, you watch the prelims, and then if you want to buy the pay-per-view, you buy the pay-per-view, and then they had the after show, you know, the, the breakdown of everything after with Tyrone Woodley and all that, and it was great. You know, so even if you did miss the pay-per-view, you come home at about 10 o'clock or so, they have the wrap-up, they show the highlights, and, and, and none mm-hmm. of that shit anymore. Nothing. I even looked to see yeah. the prelims on, on the replay. Never. Sh- well, first of all, they advertised that they were going to show the prelims the next day. So I put it on, and it was a stupid College World Series. So I got oh, all my man. shit done and everything to come, and and they put something else. So I'm sorry, man. I, I and and may may Charles Mask Lewis rest in peace. But when we used to sit down and talk, that's what he said. I want people to be able to see MMA, and then if they want to support these guys, they buy the pay per view and stuff like that. And all that crap went to the wayside because you got to buy an app and stuff like that. So whatever, dude. If people want to say you're stupid or you need to you need to go into the 20th century or whatever, I don't care. It sucks. I I hate. The ESPN app bullshit. I, you know, all that. I just want to watch the pay per view when I can watch it. I think it sucks. Mm-hmm. I think the guys aren't getting paid what they should because of that stupid stuff like that. I think that's all going to be money in the pockets of Dana and uh, whoever's owning the UFC or whatever right now. I'm sorry, dude. I think they totally went the wrong way and then kiss my ass because I'm not buying that stupid app. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel better now? Well, yeah, man. I mean, come on, dude. These guys are struggling. These guys that are on the premiums, if they make three grand or so, that's a good payday for them or whatever. Yeah. You know, come no, on, man. The people, sure. get, yeah, let, get them out there if they want. If I have no problem buying the pay per view to support, like like Ring of Honor or AEW when they started putting their pay per views out, I will put and it, for me and you know Cody Rhodes. We work hard for our money. To put out fifty, sixty bucks for a pay per view, I don't have a problem with it if it's going to support, you know, somebody like that that's struggling and trying to get their name out there and trying to put it out there. But but now you go and get greedy? What kind of shit is that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, forget that noise, man. Uh, we go through that at work. You know, the people upper management make all the money and uh, us who are grinding it out have to have to live paycheck to paycheck or whatever. That I don't want that for those guys. Those guys are taking punches with false gloves. You know what I mean? Dana White yeah. makes more money than anybody doesn't have to take one punch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Randy Randy Couture, I did a I went to his seminar um at at the Extreme Couture gym and and he said it at that seminar. He said there's a bunch of BS because Dana White's making all the money and he doesn't have to take one punch. And I was like, man, that dude hit the nail on the head. But anyways, hey, man, I, I don't mean to rant or whatever, but forget that noise, dude. We've been doing this for years. Sergio and I have been doing it for since the beginning of Tap Out and seeing how these guys struggle and seeing and seen Charles come out of pocket and give guys money. And, hey, man, you need shorts? I'll give you some shorts, bro. I appreciate what you're doing and stuff like that. And, and that, that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Help those guys. That's that's what I'm talking about. So, anyways, let's let's go and take a quick break. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot Peter Lestos a text, see if he can come on, and then we'll come back. We'll talk to him, and we'll go from there. How about that? Sure, sounds good. All right, bro. Quick break. Let me shoot him a text. We'll be right back after this.
just finishing the concession. You know, I got to put my mic on the on the table or whatever. Real quick for the people listeners, you're here. You're in on the mat radio with Fabi Chulo. Got my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out, slowly getting acclimated to his surroundings in the heat of Arizona. So we definitely are glad that he's here with that. Sorry about that, Cody Rhodes. I'm trying to get my paperwork. I shot Peter Lestos a, a text so we could switch and move it over to to jujitsu. Hopefully, he's going to text me back. And let me. I think, I think he's in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Seven four eight four five. He's two hours ahead of us, so um, I think, I think he's in Chicago, whatever. So I shot him a text, let him know what's up, so we could talk some jujitsu. And and sorry for the rant, Cody Rhodes, but I I gotta tell you, man, it just it I just don't like that whole that whole thing where you have to buy an app and all that. And, and I see these guys struggle, man, and I want them to be able to make the money that they should make or whatever. Have you ever been hit by a four ounce glove, Cody Rhodes? No. Well, I don't know if it's if that's the way you, you pay your dues or whatever, but uh-huh. John Dela O was getting ready for a fight at King of the Cage. He was fighting this big – I mean, over there, they, they didn't um, – this was a while back, but I don't know if the, if the weight classes didn't matter or they had like an absolute division. But Dela O was about maybe 170 or so, 175, and he was getting ready to fight a dude that was like 200 and – 20, 225 pounds or whatever. Uh-huh. So he he called Sergio and I just because we're fat, and he said, "Hey man, I need some weight, you know, on me or whatever, because I'm getting ready to to fight this this big guy, whatever." And I was like, "Okay, dude, we, we get in the cage, and the first thing he just cracks me with a right hand, and I'm like, you get hit with those four ounce gloves, that shit hurts, dude. Even if you're just sparring, or you know, he was in top position and he gave me a couple shots. So to be taking those on a on a not daily basis, but on a on a specific amount of time basis or whatever. That shit adds yeah. up, man. And and I just want them to get paid what they pay. By the way, uh, Delo ended up uh, choking him out. I think yeah. in the in the first or second round, I can't remember for sure. Big dude, full of tattoos all over his face and everything like that. And he actually came up to us and said, "Hey, man, I appreciate you guys helping me. I needed that weight. I'm glad I got some fat guys that that are here that are here training with me because it made the difference and all that. So I thought that was pretty cool uh, back in the day or whatever. So we we kind of that it's kind of different now. You know, back then I think it was just more like a, a whoever they can get to fight or whatever. It's kind of changed." Or whatever. Speaking of King of the Cage, they got a big uh, show coming up this weekend at the um, uh, Citizens Bank in Ontario. Uh, Carlos, who's the matchmaker over there, I talked to him for a little while, and he's like, "Yeah, man, we got some good stuff coming. So if you want to check that out, that's uh, I believe it's Sunday. I'm sorry, I'm not prepared for it, but uh, King of the Cage is at the Citizens Bank Arena this weekend. So if you want to go and check that out, I have people call me all the time too, Cody, and they're like, "Hey, man, what's up? You got beef with King of the Cage? You haven't worked for him for a long time." I'm like, "No, I'm like, dude, they, yeah, right. I don't, I don't know what's happened, Cody. And you and I've talked about this off the air, but they were doing anywhere from twenty to 25 shows a year, which, which is a lot or whatever. So Dean Stone, who's the regular uh, uh, announcer, um, gets gets the work. But if they're double booked or he can't make it, you know, they, they call me. And I was getting at least eight, eight to ten shows a year back then. And then I don't know what happened. They just kind of cut it in half, and there hasn't been anything. There's just been, you know, and I, I've – I've shot some text to certain people and haven't heard back from them, so I really don't know what's going on. But you know, in September there's two shows; they're 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 double booked. So I'll know in September if I'm still working for King of the Cage or not. I don't know, oh, yeah, you know for right. sure. So so we'll see what happens. I've, Dean, if it if it if it is Dean's going to go to Midwest somewhere, and I would go to Arizona. I think it's Arizona, if I'm not mistaken, Cody. So I'll definitely let you know. And um. If it is, then, then cool. But if not, if it, I don't hear from anybody, then I know I'm gone. I mean, nobody's called me and told me either way. So, well, I talked to when I talked to Carlos, I go, well, who's taking care of this area? He goes, well, you know, I'm just making the matches and putting everything together, so I don't, I don't really know or whatever. So that's cool. Uh oh, Pete the Greek is calling. Hold, can you hold on just a second? Sure. Uh, hold on. He. Hold on, let me send him a text that says that we're going to call him right now. Okay, Cody Rhodes? Okay, sounds good. You you want to take a quick break, or do you want me to just go ahead and, and uh, do it on the air? Because i got to text him back and let him know. Yeah, that's fine. Just okay, hang on. Hey, you don't have to have an attitude. You're really starting to get on my nerves today. <laughs> All this noise Wait, and crap. You can't do nothing, because you ain't going to take that six- to eight-hour drive to come and, and, and give me a beating. So. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay. 
Okay, so I sent him a text that we're calling him now. Okay. So can you give him a call? Yep. And it is the right number, Cody, because he actually did call me back or whatever. So it is the it is the right number. Except for he's not going to answer. Hello, hello, uh, Pete. It's Fav- can you hear me? It's Fabiano. You're live on the air. Hey, Fabiano. What's up? Ah, good. For the people listeners, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with your host, Fabi Chulo. Got my man, Cody Rhodes, bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now, Pete the Greek. That's what they call him, Pete the Greek. of real day, Peter Lestos. Um, Pete, uh, real quick, how are you, my friend, before we get going? I just want to see how you're, how, how you're doing. How's everything? Now, are you actually in Chicago right now? Well, actually, I I cracked my molar eating oh. an olive garden. And... <laughs> I came over here to Mexico to fix it because it's like they wanted four thousand dollars back home. So oh yeah, I'm gonna do it over here for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, and, um, and that I didn't want to do. I've been holding off for two months, but I can't even really do anything with this tooth. So uh, you know, I've been I've been trying to decide whether I'm gonna do a, a root canal or, or I don't know. I might just pull it out tomorrow. I'll figure it out tomorrow. But, uh, I. Nothing for nothing, but I've done that a few times. Uh, rather than pay for the root canal, I've just had it pulled or whatever. So, but anyways, real quick now, what, actually, what part of Mexico are you in right now? I am I'm in the north of Mexico. I am in Torreon. I actually oh, okay. taught class the last couple of days over here. It's like towards, like, uh, towards Texas. Yes, yes, that's so. close to the border. Well, as you know, uh, our... our um, oh. um, our boss Scotty Nelson has been in Mexico for. He, I think he's he's been there so long they made him a citizen because he's opened up some hospitals and stuff over there. So yeah, um, he's in TJ. He's in uh, Tijuana. I've been to his hospital. I, it's really yeah. cool. Like yeah, all type. They got hyperbation. Uh, they got this hyperbaric? one that looks like an old Russian hyperbaric, old Russian submarine. And you <laughs> go in there and you watch a movie and they pump you with all types of oxygen and it's pretty cool. I think it's like the biggest one. Around, yeah, freaking Russian yeah, he, submarine. He he's he's been over there so quite some time. I talked to him not too long ago, and he's gonna come. He's gonna come back out, and we only have uh, one shop, the warehouse now, that sells everything from on the map. But speaking of Scotty Nelson, you know, I, I know you were out in jujitsu. It's funny because I was talking to Cody Rhodes, and I said, you know, uh, when back in the day they had planned to go out there for like three weeks to train in Rio, and it ended up turning into four years of hanging out there. Was yeah. Scotty out there with? Was Scotty out there with you at that time? Yeah, Scotty was there. Um, man, I was so excited. I mean, I was, I was in Brazil for about a year, and then everyone was talking about Scotty's coming. Scotty's coming. I'm like, who the hell is this Scotty guy? And then I, I met him, and um, shoot, next thing you know, we become like best friends. And yeah. Scotty's just like, yeah, he always helped us out. Like he was like. Anyone in jiu-jitsu needed any help for anything, we always just call Scotty. And but now jiu-jitsu's gotten so much bigger. There's like it's a little bit different right now. But before Scotty was the only one you could call. Yeah. He was like doctor jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and you know, not only you, but guys like Jeff Munson and all that, they always tell us too. They go, man, you know, when when we needed help or whatever, he was always down to help sponsor us and stuff like that. And and even us here, uh, my partner and I worked for Tap Out for like seven years, and then when they went out of business, oh, wow. we went to Sinister, and then when they uh, sold, he called me and said, hey, man, come over here to On The Mat, dude, and we've been with them for like seven years now, or six years, or whatever, so he like right away. Oh, hey, I used come, to go to the come Sinister Warehouse. Yeah, there? yeah, the one in Gardena. I was like, in, I don't know, there's one like, I don't know, it was like in South Central <laughs> or something. I, yeah, they moved to a bunch of back alleys to go in. The yeah, they, <laughs> they moved to Gardena <laughs> not too not uh, a while back and made it Black House or whatever. But uh, Ed Soros, oh. uh, when you know when they bought out Tap Out, he they they made him an offer, but he was real cool. He told us, hey man, they're, they're making me an offer, so if you want to, you know whatever, and, and Scotty called the next day, goes, just come over here, man, we'll take care of you, so, you know, that that was pretty cool, but I want to talk a little bit about, you know, seminar coming up with Jeff Glover and things like that, but I have a few a few questions I want to ask you before sure. we get into that. Now, the biggest one, because I was going, uh, getting prepared for the show and all that, and, and I see you put yeah. something up on your Facebook about why the police should train jiu-jitsu, and it's funny because somebody sent me a video 
of a guy where they, you know, they, they had to take the guy to the ground, and he was by himself, and the guy was grabbing for his gun, but he actually locked wow. him up, got that arm locked up, and was able to 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 put him in uh, almost like a like a rear naked, you know, to get him calmed down, so he wouldn't grab his gun. And I thought, yeah, man, those guys need to know what they're doing on the ground. Now, do you do you teach something like that, or do you just uh, give us your thoughts on that? Well. I got quite a few police officers that trained since like white belt, and they're doing really well with the police. I know they're always getting promoted and everything. I don't know exactly what they do, but I know with the, with the training they have with me, I think it really helps them with their jobs. I mean, geez, I mean, being a black belt in jiu-jitsu really separate yourself from from being a normal person, whether it's any job, especially a police officer. And, um, yeah, I don't like to see people get shot for no reason either. I think, like, I don't know, I think training, in my mind, maybe just because it's normal for me, jiu-jitsu is a part of my life, and I really can't even understand how no one even trains it. It's just like, it's like eating things. <laughs> you know? It's like, funny. I agree. It, it, but to me, it seems like, like you, you, you just get bit by the bug. Like, you know, for instance, going out to, to Rio. You only planned on going out there for a few weeks. You stand, ended up staying out there for four years because you get bit by that bug. And you just you learn so much. You keep learning so much every day, even as a black belt. You know, you just keep continue to learn, right? Yeah, every time you teach, you, you relearn and you get better. You know, it's like yeah. every time you teach a move, Every time you teach a move, you're going to get better at it. I guarantee you. And um, and and you because you remember the position. You know, like example, I I travel with Glover a lot, and he teaches a deep half guard a lot. But every time he teaches it, he gets better at it. Yeah. You're always picking up something a little bit different. You know. Yes, I I, I would agree. So, I've actually not trained with him, but I've been there when to cover some stuff while he was training. And man, that deep half guard to get you to the promised land, man. And well, real quick for the people listening to us, um, talking to Peter Lestos, call him Pete the Greek. Got a big. Uh, seminar coming up with jeff glover it's june 29th and 30th it's going to be at 12 noon it's at the rio jiu-jitsu academy in chicago it's 3948 north monticello avenue in chicago it's 70 dollars for one day and it's 120 if you want to stay for both days it's a saturday and sunday you can go to info at rio jj Dot com. If you want some more information, uh, I know, especially for somebody like Jeff, there's a lot of people that, that are inquiring, so you definitely want to shoot them an email and check that out. Now, for the people listening to us who aren't too familiar with Jeff Glover, I was trying to explain to Cody Rhodes because we've, we've actually you know, uh-huh. uh, watched him. Can you kind of explain? Because, I mean, unorthodox is not the, not the word to, to describe Jeff Glover. Oh, I can got you kind it. Of descri- yeah, can you kind of describe that type of jiu-jitsu that he does? He, he knows how to put on a show. Like example, yeah. like when you go to a, even at these super fights, you go and it gets boring after three or four matches. You start getting bored, and then Jeff comes out and he always think of something. Like he's anti everything, so it's like yeah, he's anti anti everything. So if you like it, he's gonna hate it. If you hate it, he's gonna love it. So he knows how to play with the crowd, and yeah. so that's why if you look at his hits on YouTube, he's got more hits on his highlights than someone like John Jones. Than most yeah. UFC fighters, he's got four or five million hits, you know, on his highlights. When you look at like someone like Khabib, I think they only have a couple million hits. So it's like, yeah, yeah Jeff's moves are are pretty cool. Um, he does handstands. He's someone, you know, um, his highlights are cool. Like people don't get bored yeah. watching him. You know, not, he may lose, but he puts on a show. And if he wins, either way, if you're the promoter. He's gonna put on a good show. Yeah, and that's, that's and, the and bottom line. Yeah, he'll like back into you, like even almost giving up his back or whatever, and then before you know it, it, it goes to the, the the first Metamoris that that I saw when he um went against Cayo Tierra. I was like, yeah. what is he doing? That <laughs> doesn't he know that this is serious? But it was a trip because he kind of like backed into him and they turned it around and, and he ended up in the mount. Yeah, it was it was it was just amazing. You know, and, and like you said, he ended up um uh losing on that, but I mean it just was back and forth and it was very, for lack of a better term, entertaining. Now uh the, you know I gotta be honest with you, man, I kinda missed that metamorphs. I thought that was great because it kinda gave the guys a platform to show their stuff. I thought it was really cool because it was pretty much like the best against the best, like Rafael Lovato Jr. I don't think they were against... paying the guys. I think that's what happened. I don't <laughs> think they were paying. Was that the problem? 
Oops. It was a problem. I know I think he owed uh, a lot of people money, but hey, that's what happens with jiu-jitsu. I mean, like, if you throw jiu-jitsu events, you're not really going to make money unless you're in it for years. Like, yeah. your first few events, I'm sure you're going to lose money. There's no way they're not, you know? And then yeah. some, like, fight to win or something, they've been they've been through the hard part. So I think, like, they're, they're probably making money in IBGF, but most of these little tournaments, yeah. I mean, because you get these promoters and they're money people, and, and they, they want to see the... They want to see the money right away, but jujitsu. Yeah, like even the sheik from Abu Dhabi, he quit trying to make money off jujitsu. Really, you know, it's just like yeah, it's something you gotta do for the love, and then maybe the money will come. You get like Keenan Cornelius, he's yeah. probably making good money off his stuff, and you know, and the younger kids, you know. So yeah, I, I was around before all the internet stuff, so you know. Yeah, because back in the day when it first started, I remember it was Grappler's Quest, and that was that was a huge yeah. thing. And I was telling Cody Rhodes the first super fight I went to is when they had a heat on Gracie against um, Mark Lehman at Durango High School, and this was dude, we're talking oh. maybe fifteen, sixteen years ago, and it was at when a high Vegas? school that was yeah, it was in Durango High School in Vegas, and it was so packed they almost got like three thousand people that the fire department came and started moving people out. That's when I first said, oh, okay, now. Somebody got the idea of these super fights is going to start going somewhere. So, and then we have pe- we have guys that come on the show. A lot of guys that that train a tenth planet, Eddie Bravo invitation would say, well, at least now we're starting to make some money. And you can actually nowadays in jujitsu make enough money uh, to open a school or whatever. Do you kind of for see sure. that that it's kind of made a turn uh, made a turn for that? Of course, yeah, jujitsu. I mean, like if you live for it, if you love jujitsu, jujitsu will love you back. You know, yeah, and it's as yeah. simple as that. And yeah, I, the thing I, with gyms, yeah, you know, you're gonna have they're gonna eat it. Like, like and before, like every ten years, you have an implosion in the gym. It used to take people yeah. like ten years to get good, but now, with all the information and who knows what, people are getting good in four to five years. So you're seeing yeah. a lot of implosion in schools after four or five years, and it's normal. You know, it's just like um, two steps forward, one step back. You yeah, know, not everyone's going to be happy. It's just the way it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Been but, that way. but it's it's like you say. I mean, it's once you get going and you get bit by that bug, you just want to keep going. You want to keep because me me. Well, okay, first of all, when when huh. we first moved over to on the mat, my my partner and I were. I hate the gi. I'm like, you know what? I yeah. I I'm a good because I wrestling background stuff like that. I could do really well. But once I put that gi on, I, I I you know mindset. I just hate it. So Scotty said, hey, if you're gonna come over here, you gotta you know you gotta train in the gi. So we went and rolled with Scotty, and oh my goodness, man, that was just the uh, he didn't beat me up, but just made me so sore that I was like, man, there is a whole <laughs> new whole new dimension to this to this game or whatever. So that you know that's the way he he is. He said, hey man, you know then you kind of get a feel for what i'm talking about so when you're on the radio you know you 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 know what we're talking about so that made me want to go well i gotta be honest with you to this day it's still in my mind it's like oh man we put that gear on i know i'm gonna struggle but you know I've, I've steadily working past it especially with scotty because he won't let you he'll he'll make sure that you do so it it it, it to me because we get this a lot pete on on the show some guys oh. are like man oh this this uh, new jujitsu is BS. You know, you got to be old school with the with the rules, and nah. you got to be in the gi. That's in its purity. All this other stuff is BS or whatever. We get both sides of the story. But to me, I think it's great because guys um, are progressing and they're actually starting to make a little bit of money in the jujitsu game. And and I think it's taking a turn for the better. I mean, would you agree? Of course, it's always going to get better. Always, always, always. You know, yeah. like the more information out there, I mean. Before it was like, okay, before it was like tough guys being martial artists. Like in my generation, like you got to be like super tough. And now it's just like, now it's like all the best athletes are just wanting to do jiu-jitsu and MMA now. So it's different. Like I was never no super athlete. If you put me like on a football practice, football team, they're not going to look twice at me. But now you got the super athletes coming into the sport. And that's where things are changing. Before you had to be like a hardcore martial artist for jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Now it's just like, no, the super athlete, he wants to do jiu-jitsu now. So you're going to yeah. see people progressing way quicker. And my thoughts on gi and no gi is this. Gi helps no gi. Yeah. 
and no gi helps gi. And it's as simple as it goes. Yeah. I, I, if you I, want I, to get better with no gi, train with the gi. If you want to get better with the gi, train no gi. Then you're always working your opposites. Yeah, it's funny because that's exactly what Scotty said. He said, "Put that goddamn gi on, and you're just going to get used to it. And it's going to help both, you know, help both of your games or whatever." So it, it's funny because you guys have the same kind of mindset or, or whatever. It's amazing. But well, he comes well, from Health Gracie. It's kind of like yeah. the same. Like I come from Carlson. They're like, they're like the yeah. Gracies. They're like a little bit. Like you have two types of Gracies. You got the ones that are like they look like bulls, and you have the other ones. <laughs> They have a different type of look to them, like, like you know. And so, like, I come from like the bull side, and but anyway, it's past that, you know. That's the one thing in martial arts is, like, it's weird. Like in basketball, you don't, you're not talking about who your first coach was or anything like that. But in in martial arts, people still keep some type of honor. Like you don't, you don't hear about the best baseball player talking about his his first hitting coach or, or batting, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't happen. But in yeah. martial arts, yeah, people respect, um, it's pretty cool. Like, that's why I think yeah, I that, like it so much. There's a yeah, lot of a respect. Good... Like, I'm over here, I'm sorry, look, I'm over here in Mexico, right? I don't right. know where the hell I'm at. I just came over here, um, <laughs> I have my girlfriend, she moved over here. Well, uh-huh. she's living over there with me. She came over here to visit her family, so I came and said, hey, I'll, I'll go to the dentist. So what do I do? Uh, I Google jiu-jitsu, and I walk into the school, and right away I see a, a picture of Carlson Gracie on the wall, and they're like, you're Pizza Greek with the wrist locks. Can you teach us some wrist locks? And bam, and I'm all the way over here. Yeah. So, like, a lot of honor and respect. I told them, you know, I don't even have a, you know, I, I went to the laundromat over here, dry cleaners. Yeah. They told me they'll have my gi ready in five days. I was like, what the hell? So people are so nice. They're like, we'll wash your gi for you. And these are people I met in one day. You know, and it's it's true, like you say, it, it it's it's a respect thing, and and people know people, you know, it's it's gotten to the point where people know they 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 study jujitsu, and like you said, with the internet, you can look up, you know, different different schools and stuff like that. So it does it it helps has helped a lot. But anyways, we're running up against the clock, but I got to tell you, Pete, um, for the people huh. listeners, if if you want to check out that Jeff Glover sem- seminar, come to Glover's I, seminar. I, I mean, he's a game changer. What he does is called a deep half guard. The deep half yes. guard is just like a single leg. And, uh, you know, it's, shoot, it's single-legging people from your guard. And it's super yeah, I, important. And um, if you want to get good at jiu-jitsu, you should definitely come by because there's definitely a lot of different ways to learn. And when people yeah, I, I, seminars at my school, they're my friends, so they teach it with their heart. It's not like, you know, like Jeff's going to come and put on a great show for my team. He's like one of my best – he's my number three best friend, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I highly recommend it. I mean, he you you will get definitely get a lot out of it because there's so many different aspects and everything. Because a lot of times they go, oh, oh, well, if you're a big heavy guy, you shouldn't because you're not limber. But but I'm telling you, go check it out. You'll definitely want to want to. You'll get a lot out of it. Is what I'm trying to say. But anyway, Speed, a, a, a million thank yous for coming on, man. Hey, thank I really you. Shout out to Scotty, and I want to say thank yes. you to Soil too. They just sent me a. Scotty used to send me his real light keys. These yes. ones are too hot in the summer, especially over here. It's like 110 degrees. And, oh, yeah. And um, Shirley would have sent me these little skinny geese that, you know, Scotty used to have them back in the day, too. I don't know if he still does. But, uh, oh, yeah. They're the best. They're summer geese. And they're the, they're the best ones to roll with because, uh, shoot, man, it gets hot out here. Yeah. And please come and, by to Jeff Glover Summer or anyone. doesn't matter your affiliation, whatever. You know, come on by and learn. Absolutely. I, I agree. A fun dude. Yeah, I agree 100%. You can check all that information out with what I just gave you, and you can check out uh, Peter Lestos on his Facebook, on social media. He's putting everything up there. I highly recommend that you go check it out. Thanks again hey, to On The Mat, dude. Hey, seriously, yeah, for sure. I, I, when I saw your name, On The Mat, I didn't know. I was like, this guy knows Scotty? I was like, fuck, <laughs> I hope he's not an imposter. And this guy's like one of my best friends on the planet ever. He don't even have a number. He's just someone I could call at any time for anything. Yeah. And I appreciate yeah, us, you guys. Us too. Us too. He he. Anytime we need anything or whatever, we just give him a call. He, he makes sure that we're that we're well taken care. Of. So I tell you what. Hopefully, and, and check out his hospital too. If anyone is yes. sick or has any type of like crazy things, like um, and you're having trouble, you know, finding help, man, just check out their hospital. Chips at Hospital. It's really nice. Yes. I've been there. 
they helped me with some therapy. It's over there, and uh, it's like 10 minutes from the border, and they got it yeah. under control. It's super cool, and, and I highly to, recommend uh, anything from if, Scotty. Yeah, and if you go to Scotty Nelson, uh, to his Facebook page and his social media, he has everything up on there, too, so you can check out the hospitals and everything as well as the jiu-jitsu. AP, hey, I'll tell you what, man. Hopefully we can all get together, all of us, one of these times. If it's for out sure, there in Mexico dude. or Mexicano whatever. Or so we can, what? can, You're yeah, for sure. Uh, absolutamente. They don't hear us. Yeah, for sure. Don't, yo soy de Tijuana. De Tijuana. Oh, Tijuana. Yeah, y toda mi familia estoy de Tijuana. So wow, that's why we got to go out there. Tijuana mismo? No, Tijuana. Wow, cool. <laughs> Check it out. I teach a bunch of people in Ensenada. I got some good oh. fighters over there. And oh, they're it's fighting people. right now. Um, you know, a couple of them are fighting Combat Americas, and other one's fighting. going to be fighting Bellator. So, uh, yeah. yeah, big things coming from, from Baja, California. Yeah, All right, brother, beautiful. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, for sure, man. And a million thank yous for coming on. We really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, my friend? Okay, muchas gracias. Bye-bye. All right. De, de nada por ti. Cody Rhodes, take us to a quick commercial. We'll be gracias right back after this. Oh, okay, my friend. you man it's funny because we're talking about about tijuana and the border and stuff like that and on on the vice channel they're showing the guys ray phoenix and daga and them coming from tj to go to go to a show out here three hour wait at the border dude can you imagine Jeez, car for okay. three hours and and moving what three to four feet every five minutes i mean it's just it's, no you, thank you, you you gotta be dedicated to do that, man. It, it's an, and so the guy that's doing the, the show with them is like, you know, they're, they're talking to him and, and they're like, he goes, dude, three hours. And they go, that's nothing, dude. We've been in a car for 20 hours trying to get to a show or whatever. So it just shows the love for that. But anyways, Cody, hey, man, I'm glad, you know, we were able to get back on the air and, and bring it to the people. Of course, Juan the Spaniard Archuleta doing good things, man. It's only a matter of time till till he um, gets that belt. And, of course, talking to Peter Lestos, talking about uh, Scotty back in the day, hanging out in Brazil and all that, and, and you know, jiu-jitsu from the roots. So we definitely appreciate that. So, Cody, a million thank yous, bro. Uh, uh, I know Ink and Beard Designs is going to be back up pretty soon, so make sure you follow Cody Rhodes, Cody Anderson on Facebook. He'll keep everybody up to date on there. And uh, we'll keep everybody up to date on the social media to make sure everybody – Stays with us and stuff like that. So, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to go next Wednesday, Cody Rhodes, and then we might be switching to Thursday. Correct? Yes, I think okay. that's the plan. Well, we'll keep everybody posted. But as of now, we should be back next Wednesday. Yeah, we'll shoot next Wednesday. Okay, perfect. And then if not, then we'll we'll uh, we'll keep everybody up to date and keep them posted. Okay, my friend. Sounds good, man. <laughs> All right. You got it. Cody Rhodes, get us the, the heck out of here. A million thank yous for doing what you do, bro. I appreciate it, and we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. See you later. All right, bro. Let's go!